Seeking for the help of the Lord, I direct your prayerful attention from the Word of God, Psalm 139, Psalm of David that we read. We read for our text, verse 18, just part of verse 18. The whole verse reads, If I should count them, that is, the precious thoughts of God to him, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. And it is the last uh, words of verse 18. When I awake, I am still with thee. The psalmist had been with the Lord, had the Lord's felt presence in the previous day. And indeed, maybe, as spoken in several psalms, throughout the night as well, thought of the Lord. And when he comes to wake up in the morning, he is still with the Lord. His thoughts, his affections are still with the Lord. When I awake, I am still with thee. Throughout this psalm, he speaks of what he knows of the Lord, the presence of the God of heaven and earth, who fills all things, who sees all things, who knows all things, and before whom we stand below, in him we live and move and have our being, and before whom we must stand at last. But here the thoughts of God seeing David were a comfort to him, a joy to him and it was a blessing to him to realise as he woke up in the morning that the Lord was still with him. When the Lord commissioned his disciples and sent them out to preach, he gave them the beautiful promise, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. But in the word before us this evening, it is put in the other way. David is saying, I am still with thee. The Lord has been saying that he will be with his people. And it is a mutual companionship, one with another. If two people are together, one is with them and the other one is with that person as well. But in the scriptures it speaks of the two sides, the Lord coming to his people the Lord blessing them and being with them, and the other side with his people being with him and wanting to be with him. We think of in John chapter 6 where the Lord was teaching and speaking to his disciples that there were many of them after they had been with him for a while and he was teaching them. They said, these are hard sayings, who can hear them? And they went back, they walked no more with him. And the Lord said to the disciples, and Peter answered for them, the Lord said, will ye also go away? And they said, to whom can we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so in that case, it was the disciples of those who had been with the Lord that were going away from him. And so in the words of our text, the psalmist says, I am still with thee. 
And it is a great blessing when God's people, being through many trials and many troubles in their lives, still can say that they are still with the Lord. They still walk with him. They're not ashamed of him. They still love him. And so it is in that way I want to speak this evening. Three points. Firstly, the blessing of being with the Lord. The blessing of being with the Lord. And secondly, the blessing of being still with the Lord. And the things that come in between, the things that happen, we're still found with the Lord. And then thirdly, the expectation of being still with the Lord. And this especially is thinking of beyond the grave. If the Lord is with us here below, then when we die, our body returns to the earth, the spirit returns to God that gave it, and it is a comfort to know that we will be forever with the Lord. And that is the expectation of God's people, what they expect. We need to ask ourselves, what is our expectation beyond the grave? What do we expect when we shall die? But firstly, I want to speak of the blessing of being with the Lord. In one sense, we are all with the Lord, because as in this psalm, David, he testifies that God is everywhere, he fills heaven and he fills the earth, and there is no place that we can go where the Lord is not. But what is meant here, the blessing of being with the Lord, is in a way where we're looking for the blessing of the Lord and his presence is with us to teach us and to instruct us and to actually comfort us in the way of life, in that hope that is beyond the grave. In the book of Psalms, David, he uh, speaks of being with the Lord. He says in the night watches in Psalm 63, Uh, that he remembers him in the night watches. If I turn to it in Psalm 63 and verse 6, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help, Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. And we have very similar in Psalm 119 and, and verse 148. Mine eyes prevent the night watches, in other words, trying hard to stay awake, that I might meditate in thy word. And wonder how many of us that while it is the night watches that our thoughts are upon the Lord and upon his word. So the blessing of being with the Lord. The Lord promising to his people, I am with thee always, even unto the end of the world. It is always the Lord that begins with a sinner, with man. He comes to them. He gives them spiritual life. He brings them to know their need of a saviour. 
He brings them to uh, feel that they have a soul and that they need His salvation. They need to be saved. They need to have their sins forgiven and pardoned and blotted out. It is the Lord that does that, that comes to His people and begins with them. We have the beautiful word in Paul's letter to the Philippians, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. That good work is a work of teaching, teaching the way of salvation, teaching of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's tree, what he did in suffering in the place of his people, in having their sins put on his account, and his life being taken away, being crucified and slain in the place of his people, and that blessing of knowing what the Lord has done is made known by the Lord himself to those that he comes to. He uses the preached word, he uses the Bible. The Bible is our only word from God. It is the inspired word of God. It is the only way that we know about God and that God reveals himself to us. So we think of in being with the Lord, there are several ways. One is in heart, not with our fleshy heart that pumps our blood around our bodies, but in what really is our very being, our really what, it, what drives us, what influences all of our lives. The heart of man by nature is averse to God. It hates God. It doesn't like his ways. It doesn't desire his ways and says, Depart from us. We desire not the knowledge of thy ways. But where the Lord changes the heart, it makes a person willing and teachable and their heart is with the Lord, not against the Lord and wants to be... Uh, a heart that the Lord sees. We read in that psalm where our text is how David was very aware that the Lord saw everything about him. We might deceive other people by things that we say and things even that we do, but God sees our true motive and what we really are doing, what we really are thinking in our minds. He can see and know that. So when David says, I'm still with thee, he's saying, I'm still with thee in heart. My heart is still with thee, with thy people. It is still after the things of God. I'm not departed from thee. It wasn't just a religion I had yesterday and do not have today. It is the blessing of having a heart to serve the Lord, to walk in his ways and to be with his people. So also to be with the Lord, as David says, when I awake, I am still with thee, is to be with the Lord in thoughts. We read that the thought of foolishness is sin and our thoughts and affections are defiled by sin, they are not towards the Lord by nature, but the Lord will turn our thoughts to him, so we think upon him, 
The Lord said that there is a blessing upon those that spake often one to another and who thought upon his name. And so David, he knew what it was, even in the night watches, to think upon the name of the Lord. He said of the wicked, God is not in all their thoughts. That is one of the marks of those that shall perish of the wicked. God is not in all their thoughts. The third way of being with the Lord is in spirit. When the Lord was on earth with the disciples following him, and there were those that didn't receive him, and they said, Shall we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, as Elias did, Elijah did in his day? And the Lord said to them, You know not what spirit ye are of. The Son of Man came not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And so he directed to them as to what was a true spirit, the right spirit, and it is to have Christ's spirit. Our Lord says, Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. And it is having Christ's spirit to be upon us. Then we have a continuing with the Lord or the Lord's blessing, a blessing of the Lord to be in prayer. Prayer is the way that God uses for man to speak to God. God speaks to us through his word, the Bible, and through the preaching of the word. But he speak, we speak to him through prayer, whether public prayer, whether private prayer, or silent prayer, as well as audible prayer. It is when man speaks to God. And the blessing of being first brought to pray, many of God's people can remember when they first really prayed. The Apostle Paul, Saul of Tarsus as he was, was a Pharisee. And they made long prayers, but it was just words. It wasn't really from the heart. He wasn't really in need at all. But when the Lord met him, when the Lord convinced him as a sinner, when he knew that his need of a saviour on the Damascus road, then he first began to pray, first began to ask the Lord things. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And he taught them in that way through the word of God. How to pray, what to pray for, how to ask. And we are to ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask the Lord what he would have us to do. Ask him to teach us. Ask him to forgive us our sins. And it is in prayer that we have that fellowship and communion. It is the same as two people on earth. If they were to be together, you wouldn't expect that they'd just sit together and all the time be quiet, but they would speak one to another when it was right to do so. And they'd learn about each other from speaking to each other. And so that is where 
the presence of the Lord with his people and his people with the Lord is because his people hear the Lord speaking to them through his word and the Lord hears them speaking to him through prayer. And so may we know that blessing of prayer. Another way of being with the Lord is in understanding. When the Lord rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples and he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. When he opened their understanding, he might say they were then with the Lord, walking in a way that they understood what he was doing. Someone might try and explain something to us and they explain it to us and then they would say, are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? And you might say, no, I'm not with you. I don't understand what you're saying. But if it was the other way around, you say, I'm with you now. My thoughts, I'm running with your thoughts. I'm going in the same line of thought. I understand what you're doing. Another way is the Lord's physical presence. Now we know we cannot see the Lord with our natural eyes, but he is with his people. And the psalmist knew it in his day before the Lord came, and his people to the end of the world will know the Lord's presence with them, sometimes sacredly felt, sometimes with the peace that he gives them, sometimes with their thoughts drawn out to him and their affections out after him. Another way of being with the Lord is to be with his people. We often plead that word that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And we believe that that is true. Though we cannot see God, yet he is in the midst of where his people gather together. And so there are these ways that are a blessing when we are with the Lord. The psalmist in our text says, When I awake, I am still with thee. That is, his heart, his thoughts, his spirit, his prayers, his understanding, the Lord was still with him and he was still with the Lord. So I want to then think secondly of being still with the Lord. In the word of the text, it relates especially to another day after a night season in waking up in the morning, then the Lord is still with him, but especially he puts it in this way, I am still with thee. Moses, we read, had 40 days and 40 nights in the mount at Mount Sinai receiving the holy law of God. And you might say each day that Moses was there, he would say, I am still with thee. We have the case where the disciples were with the Lord, they continued with him three days, hadn't eaten or drunk, though with the Lord hearing him preach and hearing him speak. And he says that they have continued with me now these three days. So they would stay on their part 
that I am still with thee. We mentioned about the heart. Well, King Asa, who was a good king of Judah, uh, and he did serve the Lord well, but at the end of his life, he relied upon man, relied upon the armies uh, of Egypt instead of relying upon the Lord. And when the prophets reproved him of this and told him to trust solely in the Lord, he was angry with them and even put some of them in prison. And the Lord then afflicted him. He was diseased in his feet at the end of these days and that he did not seek to the Lord but sought unto physicians, unto men. And yet we read in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 14, that Asa's heart was with the Lord all his days, even though outwardly he fell, outwardly he went wrong. We think of Peter. The Lord said to Peter that Satan hath desired to have thee and to sift thee as wheat, you as wheat, for I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when Peter was tested in that way, he denied his Lord three times and said that he didn't know him. But after that time of temptation, then the Lord met with him. And of course, immediately after, the Lord turned and looked on him and Peter went out and he wept bitterly. But when the Lord had risen from the dead and appeared to him, then the Lord asked him, Lovest thou me more than these? Peter had said, Though all men forsake thee, yet will not I. And the Lord then asked him, Did he love him more than these? But poor Peter, he just testified how much he loved his Lord. He may say after that time of temptation, after that time of denying the Lord, that Peter could say, I am still with thee. He hadn't given up. He hadn't denied his Lord. He hadn't turned back as many other disciples had. But he had come through that trial and still was a Christian, still was a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this blessing of still being with the Lord is especially after times of trial and after times of tribulation. It is a great blessing to be able to testify that I am still with thee. And this is, the Lord sometimes often turns it the other way around and he will say to his people to assure them, to comfort them, I am still with thee. But here is David, here is one of the Lord's people. When I awake, I am still with thee. Or after the time of trouble, after this time of trial, after this dark valley, I am still with thee. The mutual love and union between the Lord and his people is a very precious thing, a very blessed thing. 
Well, thirdly, there is an, our expectation. Our expectation. The Apostle Paul, he says that he was in a strait and betwixt whether to remain with the Corinthians or to depart and to be with Christ, which was far better. And he spoke of it as to be absent from the body, but present with the Lord. And to have that expectation that though this body is laid in the grave, though our mortal life perish, yet we shall be present with the Lord. We shall still be with him. We have the Apostles speaking to the Thessalonians in a similar way. And he says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so this is the expectation of the people of God, that they would be still with the Lord, still beyond the grave, with him here, with him in eternity, with him for ever and for ever. It is that great blessing that is really established right through life with the people of God, night after night, trial after trial, dark season after dark season, one valley after another valley, and to come through the other side, and still be able to say, I am still with thee. A humble profession, a great wonder to many of the people of God. They may see like the disciples did, many go away, but still to realise, I am still with thee. It is by the grace of God, the mercy of God, that any of his people still abide. They are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. It is this wonder that surely is a, a reason for praise and honour and glory of the people of God, that he still keeps them, he still draws them, he still brings them to himself. They still want to be with him. He still wants to be with them. And he keeps that union. We read in John 10 that the people of God are in the Lord's hand and they are in his Father's hand. And no man is able to pluck them out of mine hand. And so may the Lord grant us to know something of the sweetness of this realisation. May he know it as we have our evening devotions and morning devotions and realise that in between, in the night watches, the Lord has kept us. We have had his blessing before and may we really pray for it, along for it, be diligent for it, to know his presence, to know that we are with him and that when we awake, that that is our waking thoughts and affections. I am still with thee. May the Lord add his blessing. Amen.